Welcome back to another episode of the Anne Friendship Podcast. Yes. We have a guest this time. I know you guys were tired of it just being us two. I wasn't tired. Were you tired? I wasn't tired. Yeah. But it's nice to have a guest. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We have Wande. <laughs> Wande from Wanakin's Kitchen. Yep. And most recently, Coach Wande. Coach Wande. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Wande has, Wande wears several hats. Like, she is a true businesswoman. <laughs> you can um, go ahead and explain or, like, give some background on all the things that you do. Sure. So... Thank you for the introduction. Um, so yeah, my name is Wande Akinkowo. I own a catering business called Wanakin's Kitchen. Um, I provide private dining and um, catering services. Um, and then I recently started Coach Wande, which is a weight loss program for women who want to get in shape and lose weight. And I also offer nutrition coaching as well. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I've known Wande for like... I don't know, like Six since years, I, five years, yeah, like since you undergrad. moved here, mm-hmm. okay. Oh yeah, so I moved to Maryland in um, 2016 okay. from Rhode Island yeah. right after college. Yeah, and I feel like that's around the time I I I've, I got to know you as well. Yeah, and I feel like since then, like you've always had something going on on the side. Um, it was, I guess, most recent or the first one that I knew of was like your your cooking business and stuff. Or not yeah, catering. <clears throat> yeah, so actually, you started at, you started meal prepping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at first, it was like a combination of Wanakin's Kitchen and Coach Wande. If you remember, it was called the Nutritionista. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. it was. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So I was meal prepping, doing healthy meal prep, and I was also like giving like nutrition meal plans type of thing. Um, and that was like my first kind of dive into like entrepreneurship. Um, and I think it's very interesting. I was thinking about it the other day. Like, it's so cool how like I still brought it back. Like that was something yeah, that I was really originally. wanted to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was like the first venture. And like now it's like back. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like it coming back? It's different. Like what made you stop and then restart? Yeah, that's a good question. So I stopped because I didn't believe <laughs> I didn't believe in myself. I didn't oh. believe I didn't believe that um, I was like qualified mm. to be giving women like nutrition advice, not really, or fitness advice. Cause like, I felt like I wasn't where, I felt like I wasn't where society would say like, oh, she's like a trainer. You know what I'm saying? She's like fit, she's this, she's that. Um, and honestly, that was probably all in my head. Cause fitness inspo looks different yeah. across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the difference with it now is like, I feel like I kind of have a blueprint and I'm just like doing it over, but just like in a different niche. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what it like looks like to be consistent in Wanakin's kitchen and like just like keep pouring into your business. And, you know, the big thing too is like just not caring what people think was another thing too. Yeah. And just doing that in Coach Wande, it's yeah. like, it's already jumping. <laughs> it's yeah. already like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's already like doing really well and it hasn't even been like a full month. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So, basically what we're going to be talking about in this episode is business and friendship so that's why we have Wande with us here but before we get into all that we want to do a friendship dilemma (laughs) we're back with our friendship dilemma so we have a submission 
Yes, I'm going to read it. It says, I am 48, married with kids, professional. I have had difficulty making friends since high school. I have some acquaintances, but few strong connections that I crave. I reach out to many different acquaintances for coffee slash lunch meetups, but rarely get invites from others. I am often left out of groups that form at work or other groups that I have attended. I reach out to others to socialize, but find those individuals rarely reciprocate my efforts. I feel lonely and rejected. What would you guys say to this person in this situation? Go on a solo date. Yeah. (laughs) I think, yeah. But I feel like it's a solo date is not what they want. Like they want that like connection. They want to make friends. They want to be around people. Um, I guess like like-minded people or just get to know people. And I feel like that's kind of the struggle as you get older, like yeah. um, having the time to go to do social, social things mm-hmm. um, and meeting people, it gets mm-hmm. harder um as you transition like through through different different life phases Mm -hmm. i do wonder as well because she's saying that she's getting left out of like work groups and other things i wonder if it's because of age or the life that she's in because you know at my job everyone is fairly around the same age Mm -hmm. so maybe it could be like age it's just ageism thing where like because she's older people are leaving her out well that's not an excuse of course Mm -hmm. but i'm thinking like why would people be leaving her Mm -hmm. out of like these events or hangouts or things like that yeah Yeah. and i think too like um she's not well i don't know if she's a real person but like Mm -hmm. i think sometimes like for me like moving from rhode island to here like sometimes i feel like i experience like loneliness too sometimes not not so much now but like before but i think sometimes in my mind i would like exacerbate situations i'm like but i do understand where she's coming from like um feeling left out but also like i wonder if she could just like whoever her friend group is like just voice that she's feeling that way versus like keeping it all in her mind and like allowing it to get worse and worse and worse and, and allowing I, that those people to possibly build the bridge to further connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all you need is that one friend. Most times, like you just need that one friend to start off with, and then that helps you, uh, I guess, find more people yeah. and build more connections. So, yeah, but I do agree that if, at that age, you do have to, because our interests are like more niche at that point in time. I do think that you have to get up and go by yourself to these things that you like Mm -hmm. because if you go to the places where you like you find like-minded people and then you can build Mm friendships from there Mm -hmm. um so if it is something like hiking you know joining a hiking group on facebook in your area and actually putting yourself out there or joining your neighborhood like getting involved in your neighborhood you know just Mm -hmm. stuff like that i think it's helpful um i guess in relation to this question one day how did you kind of build connections with people when you first moved to Rhode Island. I mean, moved from Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, It was definitely through church. Um, I sort of kind of had like some ties. Like I had a cousin Mm -hmm. who lived here. Um, So I was able to meet like some people through her. Um, And uh, definitely through church. And I think um, once I kind of like, 
grew my wings, so to speak, because I feel like, okay, yeah, like I'm meeting people through church, but that's easy. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys are like, you're you're in front of me. Um, But then when I started like getting like into more into, like you said, the niche, like Mm -hmm. getting more like into my cooking and things like that, I started to like meet people that like my meet like my church friend group didn't know like I had like my own set of like friends so it was definitely through me pursuing my interests that allowed me to like meet like more different people yeah um and also just going out by myself too I think when you when we go out with our close friends sometimes it it doesn't allow us to kind of like branch off yeah and mingle like, and mingle yeah. you know what I'm saying and just like be an individual and like you know even just go out to people and be like hey how are you my name is so and so or I just like have people come up to you type of thing mm. so yeah 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 I I was thinking um like sometimes it's it's it I don't know where this person is from but like sometimes in like certain areas reaching out to people and saying let's go get like coffee or let's go do this makes it feel like like more restricted than like just going just being out there and going out and then like building, building connections connection. like more organically because if you're just finding people at work to make friends with you guys probably don't have the same um interest or like commonality yeah. that you would have if you were to build like a genuine connection in places that you want to go to or want to be a part of so yeah that it's tough I, I I'm sure it's tough in in every stage of life to make friends um and to like build connections but especially as you get older but I would say to keep trying yeah. and to um not be so in your head about like that rejection because there is going to be that one person or the, those you are going to find those friends no matter at at any stage of your life like mm-hmm. you are going to find those friends as you do desire those things so yeah it'll come yeah it will. but definitely i think all of everything that everyone said is worthwhile mm-hmm. exploring yeah yeah all right so mm-hmm. let's get into the episode of business and friendship fun um we did talk a little bit about not last season but a few episodes ago about like how we have our own like, yes mm-hmm. side things going on lou has a business wande has a business and i'm just like a side hustle girl honestly you do have multiple businesses i have multiple i mean the podcast like, is a business it, it, is, is, so. it, it is. is it is but like you guys are like established like you guys are like llc babes i am i am just, llc twitter i'm just so proprietorship know, right? or whatever however you say it so the first question that we have is what motivated you to start your businesses you did talk about that earlier in this episode but if you can just go into a little bit more detail yeah i think and maybe uh you guys can relate but i think like when you get to a point when you're you know passionate about something you're really good at it and like people are coming to you and like asking you to you know give your gift this is at some point you got to put a tag price tag on it yeah. <laughs> because it'll drain you. It'll drain you. You have to put a price tag on it because one like, yeah, you don't want to drain yourself. And like, you also want to like, just do it to the best of your ability too. And it also helps to like, hold you accountable. Like even like till this day, like I have people like hitting me up, like, Oh, can you help me with my pricing? Can you mm. um, show me how you do this? Um, what should I eat? What should I do? What should I, whatever, whatever. It's like, 
in the nicest way possible. I can't really take that as serious as somebody who is paying, paying you for, for your you services. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody who's paying me for my service because, you know, at this point, like it's a business, you mm. know, and I'm happy to give people advice. I'm happy to do so. But it's like it's hard to like manage everything. Mm. So like when there's a price tag on it, it's value to the person mm. because people don't value stuff that they don't pay for. It's and then true. it's value to me because like now, like my name is on it. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like this is something that's going to like help like grow my business or whatever. Mm. So um, I was definitely... Sorry, what was the question? No, what like, motivated you? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, that like, definitely, what, what, yeah, but what also motivated you, I guess, to like get into like cooking and fitness and health and wellness too? Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I was like really overweight growing up. Uh, I was almost 300 pounds. Um, and I just really didn't know like how to like lose weight. Like I was like, think back like, dang, like, we really just ate rice in my house like every day. Mm. Rice <laughs> stew and you know, and just like I don't remember ever having a fresh green <laughs> vegetable. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, um and like not only that, because um, you know, African food is like not bad. It's all about like, you know, portions and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like I didn't have a concept for like you know, what is like a healthy portion? Um, and like exercise wasn't really a part of my life. Like I would just come home from school and like watch TV and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um, I was like, you know what? Let me go and study nutrition. And I feel like if I go and study this, like I'll learn like how to like be more healthy. Um, and it also in my mind, too, I was like, you can't be a fat nutritionist. So at the end of the day, like, maybe you can, I don't know, but at the end of the day, I was like, you have to lose the weight because yeah. you're not going to have a job. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> so you, you studied, you actually studied nutrition in undergrad? That was mm-hmm. your undergrad mm-hmm. degree? Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so, and I feel like it really did work. Like, I was like in the classes, I was learning. And I was just like, okay, like, this is like what like a plate should look like. And then like, I was also surrounded by a lot of like white girls that, Mm. um, yeah, the nutrition feels very white. (laughs) So I was surrounded by a lot of white girls and they were like, I was just like, see their lifestyle, like very active and like very like healthy and stuff like that. Um, So that I feel like that kind of influenced me a little Mm. bit to like change my habits. I got in the gym. I just really got into just like fitness and like health during college. So were you always interested in cooking, like making dishes? Yeah, I was Mm. always interested in cooking. So like even in like high school, I'll bring my lunch to school, even even, even back in elementary school and middle school i would bring my lunch to school serious and you <laughs> would, would be cooking lunch. it i would be cooking it and i would bring it to school and i'll share it with my friends there was one point where it got too hype that the teachers was like all right you gotta stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah They're that's like, yeah. when the business was born <laughs> i think so honestly um but yeah i just always used to watch food network um i would like try to like recreate the dishes that i saw uh, you know Nigerians like my mom was very pressed about like not wasting groceries so like I would like make stuff while she was at work and if it was uh, a fail I'll just, just trash it. I'll trash it and <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put stuff on top of it so she wouldn't see that like I wasted stuff but yeah I was really passionate about cooking um and so I ended up like losing like over 100 pounds within like a year and change like mm-hmm. while in undergrad mm-hmm. while in undergrad um, and then 
after I got my master's in uh, public health, and that's when I moved to Maryland. And uh, after I graduated, like it was hard for me to find a job that I thought I deserved mm-hmm. after like being in school for six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need big, big money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So in the midst of like me waiting for a job that I felt was good, I started meal prepping. And at that time too, I met up with my trainer, um, Brandon, who God rest his soul passed away uh, last year, um, and. I think what stirred me up in business was also being around people who had businesses already. Mm. And like, he would just like pitch ideas to me because he, I saw, I saw, I showed him my before picture and he's like, wow, like you did this by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, wow, like we should work together. Like, and he also knew that I, like, I was really good at cooking too. Um, so yeah, like he, his clients, he would refer his clients to me for, for the cooking. for the food. Okay. Yeah, and he was doing like the fitness part of it. Mm. Um, yeah, and like I think a motivator in it of itself is like when people, when you're getting that good feedback, like you know, like dang, I'm yeah. actually onto something. Like mm-hmm. I'm good at this. People are like, oh, like oh, I heard that you do this. Can you do it for me? Type of thing. Um, so that was definitely like a motivating factor. So. As people are asking you for these different services and you're deciding, okay, I need to start putting a price tag on these things, mm-hmm. what, and I'm sure these, like, these started off as, like, friends before, like, they became clients. How has your, how would you say your relationship has changed as you began to start these businesses and, like, start putting your foot down and saying, okay, this is a service that I provide. Like, mm-hmm. I am your friend, but also. <laughs> you got to pay me. Yeah. How yeah. did you have those conversations? When did you have them? That's an interesting question because I actually posted something recently on my Instagram and it was like if I if I cook for you without paying like without a price tag or for free, that means I love you, I like you or I respect you. So, and did you pay didn't you like cook for um you made like a dish for me for my my 25th birthday? Yeah. <laughs> that was I a do. gift. I do. Yeah. Like I like I just because I love I love cooking like that's how I show like love mm. to people like if somebody like recently had a baby like I'm like okay what's what do you want to eat like and I'll make wow. it or like you know like what 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 can I give you are you like somebody's having like a, a party they they invited me I was like, okay what can I bring and they're mm-hmm. a close friend mm-hmm. so like it is my business but it's also my passion mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so when it comes to like close friends, like to be honest, I'm not gonna charge you. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. For like what? <laughs> for like a for a tray, you're for, not gonna charge. For tray. a tray. But then let's say they keep texting you right. like, "Hey, girl, I have, a, I have a party of forty, and I want." <laughs> I don't think my my friends are that mad. At yeah. that point, yeah. you're trying to you're trying, you're trying to take to, advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but you haven't sensed that from anybody. Like no, you never experienced that. Yeah. No, I never experienced that. But um. What helps me put my foot down, though, I'll say that is like the nights where I'm up on my feet for hours, my feet are burning, my eyes are burning. (laughs) No, legit. I know like I'm not I'm not. I'm not going through that for for like small change. Mm-hmm. And that helps me price accordingly. And if I lose a customer because I'm charging what I feel like I'm worth, then that's OK. Yeah. And I think it comes to that. Um, 
it comes to that point where you know your worth. Because mm-hmm. before, when I start, when I had first started my business, I would determine my my hourly wage based off of my corporate job, mm-hmm. like what they were paying me. So at some point, I was kind of like, okay, this is what my corporate job pays me. This is how much at minimum I'm worth, you mm-hmm. know? And then counting the hours that you execute something, you just think about it like, if my job pays me this, like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm, char- I'm not, I'm not, they're charging because my because when you think about it, your job is charging you or they they pay you based off of your education. Yeah. And then you start this business based off of your education, your expertise. Mm-hmm. At the very minimum, I should be getting the same that I'm getting at work that I'm that I should get from my business. You know, mm-hmm. that's what was my initial like thought process in that. So I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess now, do you expect your friends to support? Or be a part of your business. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Like, like if they were like to have something and then they use like a different caterer or anything, like one is it flashed in her head. Honestly, it's not that deep to me. Okay, mm. I don't I don't really care that much. Like, so for example, like for me, I don't know, like. I, business is like I feel like people who have or are entrepreneurs or have a business have a different mind. You know what I'm saying? Like so, for example, my uh, well, not for example. Well, so uh, someone close to me, they are a real estate agent, and I did not decide to use them as my agent because the other person that I decided to work with, I felt like they um, had more expertise. They had more time to work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, person I didn't decide to go with was upset. Oh. Um, you know, you should you should have done this. You should have done that. It's wrong that you didn't work with me. And at the end of the day, it's just like, it's my money. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's my money. And I feel like I, like I can like spend it where I like see fit. So I'm not upset like if somebody's having an event and they choose not to go with me especially if it's if it comes down to like pricing too like um yeah if you want if you have a certain budget and i don't fit in it like i'm not gonna take offense like i'm i'm not easily offended when it comes to business because Mm -hmm. like it just is what it is Mm -hmm. um so yeah do you have the expectation for like your friends maybe if they don't hire you maybe like sharing your information or you know reposting reposting your business business. do you have that expectation not really Mm -hmm. not really like i'm such like when it comes to like like recently like i'm very much like post and go Mm -hmm. like post it and then just like let it do what it do like i don't check to see if like my friends like shared it but if like I'm looking at somebody's story and that's oh, oh snap, that's my thing. And then I'll just move on. Like, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, like maybe like in the earlier s- stages of like your business, you would want your friends to kind of like help you like get it more out there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've been doing my thing for like so long that um, it's OK. And then another thing is like. I'm okay with my business not being spread 
within the same circle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like if my friend shares something, it's going to go to the same people. Yeah. And those people might not be my target audience. So mm. it's very much okay because, yeah, like if if um my friends or like my support system, like they might not be my target audience and they are like uh, sharing within another target audience that isn't mine. Like it doesn't really mean much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Versus a client that I worked with and she's resharing my thing. And now my my content is spread to people that I don't know. But they're her friends. And more than likely, her friends are also in my target audience because she's in my target audience. Yeah. yeah. And what is your target audience? Yeah. What would you say is your target audience? My target audience is black women who make over... <laughs> around the six-figure area. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They value aesthetics. Um, they value good things. They value quality. Um yeah. yeah, and you tra- and you travel quite. Yeah, people big. fly you yeah. out. Yeah, God is good. That's interesting. Like, not that's interesting. No, it's <laughs> interesting. It's like shocking. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like wow, and that just shows you like the levels that there are. And I think, um, like, going back to pricing too, like that affects how people view your business. Like, if somebody tells me a price. And it's low to me. I'll be like, mm, I don't know if I'm gonna get what I think I want. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If the price is too low, very true. Yeah, if the price is high, like I associate it with quality. I associate it with like this person is serious. Like mm-hmm. they have a, a price tag on it that, in my mind, it represents what I'm what I feel like I'm gonna get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have a question for both of y'all. So, and I feel like I have a problem with pricing as well. Um, which is why I've decreased my availability or my willingness to do the things that I used to do. Um, Pricing for you, I feel like it involves so much, especially if, like, even if you're just doing it locally, like pricing for the ingredients and then pricing for like, like a- a, Menu planning. Yeah, Mm -hmm. or like having like a second- a second person like helping you or even like a a group of uh servers or Mm -hmm. anything like that on top of the profit that you want to make like Mm -hmm. how and then for you you're doing you're doing the event planning but then you're also like with the vendors and there's just a lot of levels to like you have to make a profit at the end because Mm -hmm. then you have people who are also helping you on the day of the like the weddings and stuff so how do you how do you price yourself in a way that you want you decide that you like, do you have a goal in mind? Like, I want to make this this amount of money, or like even equipment and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like how do you then decide? Like, all right, like I want to make this amount, so that means I have to. Like, how do you factor all that in? Do you put that in like the invoice? Like, food costs this much and all that, or do mm-hmm. you like just add lump it all sum in? It yeah, together. Lump sum it. I'm a lump sum person. Yeah, because once you itemize it, people will start to nickel and dime. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. I feel like what has been helpful for me is calculating or estimating the total hours I think I would spend on your project. If I think I'm going to spend and and this is the issue. And and I, was, I said this before, but um, wedding planning is a luxury. It mm-hmm. is a luxury because when you think about it, the average wedding planner, if you're working with them for a year, they're spending over 400 hours over 400 hours on your event you can never really 
pay that person equitably like Mm -hmm. technically for their worth for the amount of time you know that they dedicate to actually executing your event if they were if they charged you what what it costs per hour it just wouldn't some people look at you like you have like like you're crazy so i think honestly it's like lumping it together but then also saying okay at the very end of the day like i was i split my services into planning and then coordination I have a certain rate that I want to pay my coordinators. Mm-hmm. It's respectful for me. It's the people working with me on that day. I I want to be fair to them. I don't want to pay them at, at a rate where they're like, should I even come out and help her? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you're not helping me, but you're working. But I just don't want that to be my reputation. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. So the coordination piece is really easy to calculate because I can tell how many coordinators you'll need like from the beginning. And then if, if you want more, you pay for more coordinators. But the planning piece is always like the area where I'm like, I always after after every year, I'm like this this cost goes up because just the the level of and even for me personally i'm not saying i'm the the best but the level of organization the level of dedication the time Mm -hmm. that i spend i'm just like it's it's worth something so i will lump it together i say you get this you get this you get this they see it but the price tag the price tag is like always what's you know varies it doesn't vary for every client but sometimes it's like it goes up every every so often because you you have to because you have to get to the point where you feel comfortable charging exactly what you're worth yeah yeah i i feel that when i used to do photography um i used to only factor in the hours that i am shooting mm-hmm. i didn't factor the editing, editing time yeah the equipment that i need to buy mm-hmm. and or not buy but like rent or just different things like that and i'm like and like when I first started, I was like, I'm losing money or I'm only making half of what I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And so over time, I started to increase my prices or just add variables like based on this or I, I just needed to know more about like I had a, I had a standard like rate, but then I needed to know more about like what you want. Because yeah. if I just give you that price, you're like, OK, bet. And then you start asking me for other things. I can't just say like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the price has changed. Cause they're gonna be like, "What you? I signed the I signed the contract. I did the invoice. Like here mm-hmm. it is." And so even over time, after like having my business, I I I developed more understanding of how to run a business and decided a little bit that right now I don't want to <laughs> be a business owner. I don't want to be yeah. a businesswoman right now. But yeah, that that was just a pressing question that I had. Yeah, and I'm. I mean, I I, I went. And one day, Christina, you probably still want to answer. The thing is, is like, that's why it's sometimes difficult for me to work with friends. Mm. Because like you said, sometimes your friends aren't your target audience. Mm. And when you think of like a luxury service, like you're thinking like, oh, they about to feel so, they're going to think like you crazy when you show them your prices. They go, <laughs> like you just think about all of these things about sending something to somebody within your friendship community. Mm-hmm. But if it's someone else, you you hit that send button with these. It's like, <laughs> this is my price. Yeah. Yeah. But with, with friends, it's just, I find it so much more, I find it more difficult. And I also find, not that a lot of friends do this, but I don't know if it's wedding planners in general. I feel like people like are like, okay, can I add this on? Can I add this on? And I'm always like, sure, sure. And I need, mm-hmm. that's my fault. I should stop that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I find that even friends are asking more mm-hmm. for things that can be added on. And you're just like, uh-huh. and then at the end of it, 
and this is what I always say, I can't be mad at someone else that I overstepped my boundaries, Mm -hmm. that I didn't uphold my boundaries. I did like, I always like do like family or friends. Whenever I finish the wedding and I sit down and I analyze, I'm like, I gave them a discount on the planning costs. You know, they were not like, you know, maybe super pleasant to like work with. Mm -hmm. And you just really have to ask yourself, was it really worth it? And you're at home lamenting, annoyed. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, no, like you, I overstepped my boundaries for them and they, they maintain their boundaries. Mm-hmm. while I overstep mine and I and I just that's the biggest lesson I've learned you know in business yeah yeah and especially even just not even friends but like friends who connect you with somebody you feel some for me I feel like oh my gosh I have to like do my very best because a friend referred me and then even they because they're friends with the like my friend they start asking for more stuff and then I'm just like sitting there like oh my gosh because I want this yeah. new client now I'm just allowing them to do anything that they want but yeah you just said something that made me think about something i think too like when you work with friends in business it's like they are holding you to a higher standard i Mm -hmm. think is what i want to say like i remember a friend was going to book me for something and then she said and you something along the lines of you and you better do a good good job i want to say it right no better do a good job or just reminding me that I need to show out and I'm just like why wouldn't I you know what I'm saying like I don't know what it is like have I ever shown you that I don't do a good job right yeah Yeah. and there's like a reason why you asked me to do it I I don't know I I thought that was that was odd and like what what's like the the mentality of like like we're hiring a friend or working with a friend that makes you kind of say something like that you know have you guys ever experienced that like feeling like okay like i have to make sure like this is like solid no errors nothing like like an added layer of like almost like pressure pressure yeah Yeah, pressure i've i felt like that from maybe not specifically like friends but Mm -hmm. like i have people who know me who knew me when i was younger yeah and then now i have like this business mm-hmm. and some of them can't believe it some of them are like do you have the capability to plan and coordinate and mm-hmm. do this whole thing so whenever they like those types of like family friends like not really friends friends when they like connect with me i think they're like are you sure and then in the process they're like surprised that my professionalism they're surprised that i'm able to do it but then i'm like stuff like that doesn't make me feel good because i feel like the whole process i'm proving i'm trying to prove myself to you um and that's why i'm like it's not that i don't like working with friends it's just like you said my friends technically aren't my target audience you know and it's just one of those things it's very like it's one of those things you have to go in with very clear boundaries Mm -hmm. that you communicate to them and that they understand it's like we're friends but this is a business venture you're paying money Mm -hmm. and i think that's why sometimes while you can give a discount it's not really incentivized to give a major discount because you're you the money like you said people value what they pay for yeah you know um so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah one thing i do is i don't necessarily give gift discounts Mm -hmm. i charge accordingly maybe even a tiny bit more but i will do more do you understand what i'm saying i get you like you'll throw in more freebies and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i'll throw in like freebies yeah okay Mm -hmm. yeah i i'm like like thinking about like this past year and how i closed down like a lot of my services probably like towards the summer because i was just tired but um i was thinking about how like 
if I want to, like the way you you all are talking, I'm like, wow, I like this year I struggled with just being excellent in like my business, my side hustles and stuff like that. Um, because I was, I was honestly tired, but you can't really tell your clients that or like, and most of the clients that I had this year were like friends or like friends like referring me. And I feel like I wasn't, um, I didn't, I just didn't do my best. And so, and you know, when you don't, when you work with them for the first time or you or like the first few times, and that's like, like you said, that's kind of like that. I feel like for me, that's the point where you're like, you got to prove yourself because mm-hmm. it's like, I, this is like a first impression. So if I don't do good this first time, they're not going to refer me next time or they're not going to, they're, it's hard. Like when you're a friend, when you're working with a friend to like distinguish the fact that like, okay, in this moment we're we're, if this is a business opportunity, like we're working as like coworkers or like we're working on something like we're not just being friends in this moment yeah and for me i won't say it was hard for me to distinguish that but it was just it was just more difficult for me to to deliver and be as excellent as i know i could be and so i feel like that kind of probably i wouldn't it would i don't i wouldn't say like like made like put a like dent in our friendship or anything but it probably made them see me as like oh she's she's not capable and right now i'm not uh, to be honest like i'm not i'm i'm not i'm not able to to do to be as excellent or to do as much as i i i was able to before so i feel like that was probably like my biggest struggle in terms of like my friendships like like oh my gosh did i put a bad taste in your mouth like as Mm. being a friend because i wasn't i wasn't able to deliver in this business like in 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 a way of like serving as as business partners or is it like or were you able to separate that the separate you know? the two huh. yeah no it's not it's definitely one of those things that that's hard because like you said it's your passion mm-hmm. so your passion is who you are so sometimes people can't separate the mm-hmm. two because they see like even when you're chilling you talk about it even like you're always yeah. like you know that's something that you're always thinking about or you're always like you know pursuing mm-hmm. um but i had a question for you one day i know you mentioned that you've developed friends um mm-hmm. within your industry so you are a coach now you're a kid or you're a chef and in developing friendships in those like areas how mm-hmm. do you maintain your friendships see them as inspirations um but don't you know compare yourself or not to like look at what they're doing or how do you appreciate what they're doing while doing what you're doing i think um I think a little, I think a little competition is healthy. Yeah. You know, I think um, like a little competition is healthy. And then also just like, because they're also my friends, but we're in the same industry. It's like, we know, we know what we go through, if that makes sense. So like, it's just like, it's really good to have um, like people to like talk to, like to like bounce ideas off of. Um, and to just like, if I'm like having a client that's like difficult or something Mm. like that, I can like, like, oh, like, what do you think I should do in this case? Or what would you do in this case? Um, and also like, it's definitely like a source of like inspiration too, especially if like somebody's like, you know, like a little bit like higher than me or very much higher than me, like, um, I feel like also too, like in the chef space, like everybody's, well, everybody that I've encountered is like really nice. Mm -hmm. Like everybody is so ready and willing to like help and to like give advice. Like for example, um, 
this like restaurant that's opening in Maryland, um, they wanted me to like help design the menu or yeah. Yeah. They wanted me to like help design the menu. And like, I knew that this is not an area that I've ever done work in Mm -hmm. like um, menu design and like um, also even like training, training the staff, how to execute the menu too. That's Mm -hmm. like not an area that I've touched before. So I just reached out to somebody that I knew had done something similar and like, he was like, yeah, just give me a call. I called him. We talked about it. He gave me like the 411 of like how I should like present my services. Um, and yeah, like, I hope I'm getting to the point of the no, question. No, you are. You are. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was the question? <laughs> just like, how have you developed friends, I guess, in, in the industry? I know you talked about chef, um, your chef side, mm-hmm. even with the coach side. How's that been like in developing friendships? And what does that look like? Connect, connecting with people doing the same thing as you. Um, so I currently am working with my trainer. So mm-hmm. he's kind of like my silent partner, so to speak. Mm. Um yeah (laughs) he's got like my silent partner um i feel like i always end up doing some kind of business with like my friends in my like the friends that i meet through my passions if that makes sense like i always end up like doing some sort of like business venture like with my trainer who uh passed away um doing the meal preps mm-hmm, and the meal planning. it was the meal prep the current trainer i have now he helped me design like the coach one day program um even like in the chef space like my chef friends like we should do a gig together i mean we should do an event together we should collab on this like that sort of thing so um and it also just keeps you like in the mix too mm-hmm. um about like what's going on and just like it also is also like I said, like the healthy competition. Like, oh, like wow, she's really on her thing. Like she's posting frequently, and it just reminds me, okay, you have to now, you have to set out time to do content now. You know yeah. what I mean? You've been slacking on this part, or yeah, that's a good idea. Like, let me see how I can like use that in in my business. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's really good. I think it's pushing yourself to connect with people in the same industry as you with without feeling intimidated Mm -hmm. i think um yeah i think it's one of those things like people can be doing the same thing as you but that doesn't mean that they are you it doesn't mean that they're not enough um clients to go around or customers to go around you know so i think remembering that is always key like Mm -hmm. you develop it's worthwhile developing friendships within your industry because like you say you grow you learn from them you Mm -hmm. hear from them Mm -hmm. and then in that that benefits your business, but it's also making sure you're not afraid to ask for help because sometimes you're like, oh, okay. Because sometimes in my head, I get in my head like, okay, if I ask this person for help, um, do they feel like they have ownership over it or is it like a me thing? And then sometimes it's like we, I I don't know where I get this idea of sometimes getting things out um, from the mud. Like I did it myself. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, Mm -hmm. we have these certain like ideas that have been taught to us where yeah. we feel like we need to struggle mm-hmm. do it ourselves mm-hmm. in order to prove like that we're worth it yeah. you know so and a an, a fun thing i feel like about us is the fact that like we have we're a lot we're it's a lot of us that are friends that do different things mm-hmm. so y- yes you have your chef friends but like being able to 
like for example have tim who does video and photography and we're using him we're working with him for our podcast and then me and my cousin got to work with you to do the branding for Awana yes. Kids Kitchen. Like yes. the fact that you're still using that. it is like yeah. it's I amazing. Love it. I love I love I love all that you're doing with um the branding that we were able to help you with. And then with you, like if I was to ever get married, girl, yes. <laughs> I know, right. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'll yeah, we would be friends. Come on. Oh, you would oh, want yeah, her to yeah, be yeah. in it. Yeah. But yeah, just just the fact that like you just have that like group of people who are just doing their own thing and then like we're able to come together in ways that I guess you don't really think of in the you don't really think of like when you're not like you don't have a project in mind but then like as you're thinking you're like oh my gosh I have this friend who does this yeah. or have, like just being able to connect in that way has has been really, really Yeah cool. and actually one of the things even in the wedding industry that I really enjoy is being able to give a platform to people who not that they don't have a platform but maybe they haven't um, connected in the way in the industry. I feel like so, mm-hmm. like I'm a very much, I'm I'm very like black owned business. And even beyond that, I'm like community. Yeah. Like I think of a need, if there's a need, I'm like, okay, who can fill it within my community? Mm-hmm. But it, I don't just do it off of like anybody. I think of like quality, like, yeah. like the whole scope. Mm-hmm. And when I explore that, I just find it so beneficial when you're able to utilize people within your community to get your vision across. I think yeah. that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I love that I, I recently started like working with a florist mm-hmm. she does like these beautiful floral floral arrangements um so yeah anytime well not anytime I have a gig but I usually gift flowers to like people who have booked me like consistently mm-hmm. just to, like kind of say thank you um and I've been using her and I love that I get to like bring her in yeah. type of thing and then at the beginning of the year I had like an add-on for like a drink service so I had I met this uh, bartender at um, this local restaurant and we just like started talking and then I ended up bringing him on and he was like doing like drinks for, for your my, menus for my menus. Yeah. And then he ended up like being my shoe chef now. So we still work together because wow. he was also interested in cooking as well. So it worked out. Um, so, yeah, I think that's like the awesome part about like being a business owner is like being able to like share the wealth almost or like you know just like bring more opportunities to the community Mm. yeah so as we round up um what would you say twin since you've been talking (laughs) all everybody what are your business goals for next year and how do you see yourself like getting there my business goals i have i have a lot of random ones but I, i need to like sit down and think about it but i feel like um like I feel like I might like slowly step back into some of my passions and like the side hustles that I had in my, that I originally had. Um, and I don't I don't want to say it because then if 2023 hat comes and I'm like not doing it, then it's like people are going to look at that video, watch this podcast, be like, girl, you got to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's there was just so many things that I wanted. I I was doing like I was doing my my month, my weekly newsletters. Um and I think I just want to get back into like more writing, but like, I guess like a different type of writing that I have been doing. I don't know if it's, I don't know what that looks like, but writing is what I want to do, like get mm-hmm. more into, um, whether it's like having my blog, my blog again, or maybe writing a book, like just different things. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it won't, it's not like I'm going to launch a book in 2023, but I like know, if I'm like, you, we're like yeah. that. And so I don't know. I just, I guess if anything, like, just my friends like so 
what I feel like support would mean to me um, with my friends is just them reminding me of like what my passions are. Like I feel mm. like I've I've gone into that place where it's like you know you just focus on like making money, mm-hmm. and so I want to get back to like the things I'm passionate about. And I know my friends know like what I'm interested in. Like they. I just just having that reminder, like, mm-hmm. remember when you wanted to do this? Like, they still do that for me now. Um, and so just, you know, continue to do that. Well, yeah, so something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. What are your goals for the year? Um, I definitely want to do um, like more collaboration, like work with other chefs um, in Maryland and outside of Maryland, like mm-hmm. um, and also do more events. So like um, dinner parties and that sort of thing, because. I think not everyone um, wants to like have like a like a private event type of thing. So mm-hmm. like I feel like people are very curious about like what my food tastes like and you know like what my services is like. But they they're not having events to be able to do so to experience it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be able to experience it. So I want to do something like that where like everyone will be able to like come and enjoy um, type of thing. Um, for Coach Wande, definitely just like help more people, help more women. Um, and I want to find a way to, um, to, um, have my business, Wanakin's Kitchen, be less physical, um, Mm. less, um, labor intensive. So whether that looks like, you know, getting more people to help me or, um, doing more virtual things, um, or even like, like I said, like the events, versus like the smaller private ones yeah mm-hmm. yeah i get that and i, I just want to where can people find you on your for your, both of your businesses um so wanakin's kitchen is at wanakin's kitchen on instagram and also facebook and then um coach wande is wande.akn on instagram and then the same thing on tiktok yeah, yeah. and then and you're coach wande on tiktok dot, yeah, TikTok had me feeling like I'm so <laughs> No, really. For real, for real. Um, and I just want to say, Wande has a very specific, like, she's really good at what she does because she's a nutritionist. So she knows the science behind it. She's a chef. So she likes to put these flavors together. And then she also has the physical, like, activity background. So I don't know a coach that embodies yeah. all of those things. Right. So for the ladies, you do you only work with women? I only work with women. So yeah. for the ladies who are interested, I know it's about to go into a new year. Are you starting a new group for people? Yes, I do have a new challenge launching for the new year. So. Yeah. So definitely hit her up on Instagram in order to sign up. Like we, I can vouch for it. Definitely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's exciting. Don't worry y'all. When I, when it's like my wedding day, you guys are just going to be guests. No more, <laughs> no more business. Care. Oh no, you're going to be in my wedding. Oh, look at that. <laughs> if I get me. JK. All right, y'all. You want to come back for dating and I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) For dating and friendship. Yes. Part two. That'd be be great. But thank you all for listening in. And I hope you all have a wonderful holiday. Yes. If we don't see you before then, hopefully we do see you before then. Yeah. But happy holidays and see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.